Howdy folks, I'm Josh King, and welcome to Podcast Talks, a ministry of Meridian Church. This first episode will serve largely as an introduction. I'll explain why Podcast Talks is, and then answer the question, what is Podcast Talks? And then give a bit of a sampling of what's to come in future episodes. So why is Podcast Talks? This is foremost meant to be a ministry to Meridian Church, the church I'm honored to serve as one of her shepherds, especially during the COVID-19 breakout. The intent is for this to be a way for me to minister to them in some way. So then what is Podcast Talks? Seems a rather bland title. But it's first meant to be a hat tip to C.S. Lewis, who during World War II gave a series of talks on the BBC radio, and those initial talks that he gave were published as broadcast talks. More talks were given, subsequent volumes were published, and then we know them now as they've been compiled into one volume known as Mere Christianity. Now, I'm not going to try to imitate the inimitable Lewis, but I do want to attempt to grasp at something of the spirit of those talks in directing our gaze away from the fleeting and on to the enduring. I propose to do so in a way that I think Lewis would also appreciate. Foremost, by looking to the old books, the tested books, the enduring books, the proven books. Lewis once advised that for every new book you read, you should pick up an old one thereafter. And if you can't keep up with that ratio, if that that proves too much, then at minimum, he he advised, read three, for every three new books you read, pick up an old book. So we'll mostly be looking to the old books. There are some newer works that I'd like to deal with as well. In particular, there's the essay of Lewis that sparked this, but with many of these, though I could probably use them under fair use copyright law, I'd rather get everything squared away and and get rights to those titles. For today, I want to read a letter of John Newton's to a Mr. B. John Newton is most well known today for his hymn, Amazing Grace. He was an 18th century Anglican pastor. He served two churches. Uh, If I remember correctly, he was at the church in Olney for somewhere around 13 to 15 years and the church in London for around 23 years. He wrote a lot of letters In his day, letter writing was especially popular. It was the social media of the day. So letter writing was especially popular, and his letters were especially pastoral. In the several volumes that comprise his collected works, in the old edition published by the Banner of Truth, there were six volumes. In the new one, there are four. And and so there's a lot there. And a great bulk of those let of those volumes is comprised of his letters. He wrote eleven alone to this Mr. B, and I want to read the first 
letter he wrote to Mr. B from volume one of his collected works, Banner of Truth, this is the publisher, pages 619 through 621. My dearest sir, I see the necessity of having, if possible, my principles at my fingers' ends, that I may apply them as occasions arise every hour. Certainly, if my ability was equal to my inclination, I would remove your tumor with a word or a touch. I would exempt you instantly and constantly from every inconvenience and pain. But you are in the hands of one who could do all this and more and who loves you infinitely better than I can do, and yet he is pleased to permit you to suffer. What is the plain inference? Certainly. That at this present juncture, he, to whom all the concatenations and consequences of events are present in, all, in one view, sees it better for you to have this tumor than to be without it. For I have no more idea of a tumor rising or any other incidental trial befalling you without a cause, without a need be, without a designed advantage to result from it, than I have of a, of a mountain or pyramid rising up of its own accord in the middle of Salisbury Plain. The promise is expressed and literally true that all things, universally and without exception, shall work together for good to them that love God. But they work together. The smallest as well as the greatest events have their place and use, like several stones in the arch of a bridge, where no one would singly be useful. But every one in its place is necessary to the structure and support of the arch, or rather like the movement of a watch, where, though there is an evident subordination of parts, and some pieces have a greater comparative importance than others, Yet the smallest pieces have their place and use, and are so far equally important that the whole design of the machine would be obstructed for one of them. Some dispensations and turns of divine providence may be compared to the mainspring or capital wills which have a more visible, sensible, and determining influence upon the whole tenor of our lives. But the more ordinary occurrences of every day are at least pins and pivots adjusted timed and suited with equal accuracy by the hand of the same great artist who planned and executes the whole. And we are sometimes surprised to see how much more depends and turns upon them than we are aware of. Then we admire his skill and say, He has done all things well. Indeed, with respect to his works of providence as well as of creation, he well deserves the title Maximus in Minimus. Such thoughts as these, when I am able, enabled to realize them, in some measure reconcile me to what he allots for myself or my friends, and convince me of the propriety of that expostulation which speaks the language of love as well as authority. Be still, and know that I am God. 
I sympathize with you in your trial and pray and trust that your shepherd will be your physician, will superintend and bless the use of means, will give you in his good time health and cure, and at all times reveal unto you abundance of peace. His promises and power are necessary for our preservation in the smoother scenes he has allotted for us, and they are likewise sufficient for the roughest. We are always equally in danger in ourselves and always equally safe under the shadow of his wings. No storms, assaults, sieges, or pestilences can hurt us till we have filled up his appointed measure of service. And when our work is done, and he has ripened us for glory, it is no great matter by what means he is pleased to call us home to himself. I have only room to present our joint and sincerest respects. The Lord bless you all. All things work together for good. But Newton reminds us they work together. He says, as considered as an arch, a stone in an arch, all things work together, even tumors, even viruses. Considered in themselves, such things are part of the curse. But considered, as they come to us in Christ, the Alpha and Omega, who binds the story together, considered in Christ, they are a blessing. Looked at in itself, as one particular stone, the cross of Christ was the worst evil that has ever been in this world. And considered as part of the arch, considered as we zoom out and look at it in relation to the whole story, it is the most glorious thing that has ever happened. As the crucifixion came from the hands of sinful man, it was the greatest evil. But God's hands are bigger than man's. And as it came from God's hand, it was the greatest good. It is with Jesus as it was with Joseph and his brothers. What was intended for evil, he intends for good. Church, as this virus comes from the hand of our God, know that though there is Surely, discipline in it. There is no condemnation. So where appropriate, repent, lament, cry out, mourn. Come to your shepherd as one poor in spirit. But don't forget that this is only one small chapter in a grand cosmic epic. Read this small chapter in light of the whole and rest assured of the good, good ending he's already wrote and promised. 
Don't obsess with this one small stone. Take in the whole grand arch, knowing that all that was lost in the first Adam, all that and more will be restored in the second Adam, who lived to be our righteousness, died bearing the wrath of God Almighty for our sins, rose conquering our foes, and has promised to return and make all things new. Blessed be his name. Meridian Church, I love you. Grace and peace.